we're live. So this is Jonathan Wiseman. This is The Grit. And today with me, I have an amazing guest. We're going to have Melody in with us. And which last name do you go by? Because I know you got two of them out there. Fraser. Fraser? Okay. I just wanted to make sure. You knew me when I was in the question. Yes. So <laughs> I didn't want to get tongue twisted or misrepresent. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. It's great to have you. You're a local entrepreneur, a woman entrepreneur, which we always like to highlight here. Mm-hmm. And your company is blissful waters float spa yes float center float center but it's a spa it's a spa and you're located in uh is it woodlands the woodlands yeah. on the north side mm-hmm. so i want to go back just a little bit to learn how you got into this business i know you just said it's been open two years how did well well we're not open two years but i'll let you tell yeah. me the story but let's go back how did you get into this business let's go back before you opened it uh, you know, what were you doing work-wise? How did you get into the float business? What was that moment when you're like, all right, this is what I want to do? I was in a transition period. Um, I was bartending and then I had a family and kids. And uh, How many babies you have? I have two. How old? Eight, uh, eight and 12. Eight and 12. Mm-hmm. Cool. So they're amazing, but they don't ever stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like every idea I had of my own was being thrown at like a softball. Like they were just throwing their softballs at all my thoughts in my own head. And I was pretty stressed out. So my husband, who's from Australia, knew all about floating. And he sent me to go have a float. And it was a love at first float. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I had some other friends that got in the business. I know we talked about that before. And it's just interesting to hear how people found out or find out about floating because it's I don't know four years ago nobody has ever really heard of it mm-hmm. so did you go float here or was it when you were on a trip I floated husband? in Austin okay um first well I floated it's kind of a mixed up I floated at a small place that's no longer in business they you you got to do float therapy right and uh, unfortunately they didn't do it right and I didn't really know what I was getting into and then I went to Austin to the Zero Gravity Institute and floated with those guys and it was a completely different float and And what was that like what kind of experience did you have floating for the first time uh, I had my own ideas again I felt my creativity come back felt um, kind of childlike you know I've always I've always been fun and always like to feel good and have a good time but you know stress of life kind of gets heavy I felt light again and uh, enjoyed nature smells all that so is this the after effect of floating or is this kind of the emotions you got when you were actually in the water floating? Oh, no, I was more of the after float. I didn't really yeah. like floating itself. I found yeah. it quite boring in the beginning. Yeah. And I would just like get through it. I'd be like, okay, just stay in here 60 minutes or so. And then tomorrow's going to be an awesome day. Uh, so mine was always the next day that I felt really good. Okay. So and, and now I love floating. Well, and it's great to hear that experience. So when you actually got into water, you're like, this sucks. This is boring. Mm-hmm. And... It wasn't until the next day that you kind of realized the after effects of it and how it benefited your mindset? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I one of the examples is coming home from my kid's school and I tell my husband how great their teachers are and everybody there is just wonderful. And my husband was like, that's the float talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. So now, and you just said now you love floating. Yeah. So at what point was there that crossover where you went from, ah, this shit sucks, but I'll enjoy it tomorrow to, I can't wait to go jump in this tank. Well, floating's a practice and it, the more you do it and every float's different. 
And now I don't, I get more visual in my floats. I can go down memory lane. I can, uh, I work through like chambers in my brain. I don't know. It pulls things up. I don't know. I enjoy the, the, the process. Of That's it. really cool. Yeah. The visual process, I could say. Sounds like some drugs I used to do. And you don't have to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part. Oh, yeah. And organic high. There you Can't go. Can't get in trouble for it. <laughs> so you went to Austin to float. Mm -hmm. You got to experience it. Um, at, at what point did you come back and say, okay, I want to do this. I want to make this a business or how did that start to develop? That, um, well, my husband brought it up to me because we were having a hard time floating here in Houston, living out. We lived in Cyprus at the time and driving into Houston by the time it was an all day affair. I would go out to float and then I'd get home at five o'clock. I'd leave at 9 a.m., get home at 5 p.m., straight into kid time making dinner uh the str i felt like i needed to float again so he <laughs> said why don't hey if we opened our own float center we could float all the time that's that didn't happen <laughs> yeah it sounded good yeah it did so is that when y'all decided to start your own company yeah i did lift off houston the first part was figuring out how to do a business plan so I joined Liftoff Houston. What is Liftoff Houston? Liftoff Houston's a program that they help you. They You go for like six weeks straight to different classes, and they help you form your business plan. And uh, and then it's a competition as well. I didn't win the competition, but I got quite a bit out of it. Um, learned, learned bankers, what banks want, uh, what they need, um, you know, to get the funding and things like that, what the SBA wants and kind of which banks to look at. So it, we learned a lot in that period. So it helped with small business development. Absolutely. And we utilize SCORE Houston, which is in, which is their like business entrepreneurs that help new businesses out completely free. You don't even have to pay for it. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. There, There's, you know, and I've, there's actually a show on TV right now about the undercover billionaire and and that show, it's showing, which I never knew about, is all the different resources that are available in the city to help small businesses. There's actually funding from the government where they have different locations and facilities and people to help you start your business. So for those out there that don't quite know where to start, these are some great programs. What were the two names? And we'll put those links uh, down. Liftoff Houston and SCORE. SCORE? Mm -hmm. SCORE Houston and Liftoff Houston? Yep. Okay, great. We'll get those links and we'll get them into the show. Yeah. Because I think those will be great resources oh, for people. Oh, they were good. Yeah. So you go through those programs. It mm -hmm. definitely contributes to you getting your business started. What did, you know, how did you fund the business? How did you pick locations? You know, how, what were your first steps once you got done with that? What did you do next? Well, my husband um, is smart and he, uh, he had, we had a little nest to the side to do something with one day. Um, What's your husband's <laughs> name? David Fraser. What's up, David? How you doing? <laughs> He's definitely the book side of it. And, uh, and then we worked on our loan. And I had the connections with the bank through Liftoff Houston. We got our first SBA loan. Really cool. Uh, it was easy. I mean, it was really all pretty simple process as far as that went. We were sitting pretty with cash. That's nice. Yeah. It's difficult to get a loan. It is. Well, how about, let me ask, let me turn that to a question. How difficult is it to get a loan, an SBA loan? It's a lot of paperwork and you have to have your credit needs to be perfect. And they're going to dig into every part of your life, you feel like. I mean... It's intense in that way, and you just have to keep following up. But once you get okay, you're you're in there. But you have to have good credit. You have to have good and credit. And and what do you know? What the those points? Where do they tell you whether it's a six fifty or seven fifty? I want to say it was six fifty and up. Okay. Yeah, 
I'm blessed with good credit, luckily. Yeah, there's, you know, I, it's one of the things that I teach my kids mm-hmm. that nobody ever taught me. Yeah. <laughs> it is credit's everything. Mm-hmm. It, it's the most important thing, I think, in business and life. Well, not the most important, but it's definitely in the top five. Um, so great credit allowed you to get a loan. Yeah. Um, do you want to share how much? You don't have to. Uh, it was, I think it was like one, one fifty in the wow. beginning. So, so we had our own and then we had that. Um, yeah, that's a great amount. That was a long time ago and yeah, that's a great stolen, amount, but it was good. Do you recall <laughs> the interest rate on that? I do not. Okay. No, no worries. I mean, it, it, it's good to know. So people out there want to start a business. You got great mm-hmm. credit. You want to start your company. You have a good financial record, meaning you keep track of it and you're not spending frivol- frivolously or you know, doing weird stuff with monies and bank accounts, which honestly happens a lot in entrepreneurship. You're going to pull money from wherever you can. You're going to rob Peter to pay Paul until you kind of get off the ground. So it can get crazy once you get into entrepreneurship. But prior to that, if you have great credit, I mean, 150 K is a great loan to be able to get to start a business. Well, a great credit and a really good business plan. Okay. It's all about that business plan. Okay, great. But, and no. then you can get the banks where they're actually kind of fighting over you. There's even apps. Um, we didn't use the app, but there are phone apps that you can put your information out there and the different banks will fight for it. Fight for it. That's great. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that when I started. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a lot of shit when I started. So we got a loan from the bank. Yep. And the journey begins. Well, then we had to find our location and uh, that was you know, a whole story in itself. We picked a place and tell me that story. Uh, well, we found our location and we found a contractor. Now, when we first started, we knew nobody, there was no networking. Um, there was no network. I should say, uh, we're building our network. So we, um, we got our first loan was stolen by our contractor. Wow. Yeah. All of it. Um, All of it. mm -hmm, Cause he, the way he, he fooled us and conned us big time. Uh, you would live from Monday to Thursday. That's why it took us so long to open. We really thought we would be done a lot quicker. And then, but we weren't built until after Harvey and we started a year before Harvey. So this was after he took you for everything. He took us for everything. So let's yeah. talk about that. Um, How did that happen? How did that <laughs> unfold? It was a really bizarre period. Uh, he, he, <laughs> He kept telling us things that weren't true and you don't, you're not a specialist in construction. That's why you hire out. You're not a specialist in tiling. This is something I had to learn was to turn that around on people and say, you're the expert. You tell me because they all act like you're supposed to know everything. And that's why you hired them. You're not a general contractor. You're Mm -hmm. a business owner and you need them to do that for you. Yes. So we were, you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have researched this guy. There was a lot more. I took like a referral from a friend and just trusted that. In hindsight, I should have done a background check. I won't work with anybody anymore without a background check. Um, He's been shady before, but he he got us and um, we, we just pulled our own money and put into it is how we got out of that one. It's, well, let's, let, let's, I'm like, there's so much. That nah, I, and I, I want to hear it. And, and I, I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing this with us because this is the grit. Like this is the real shit. This is what happens. And this is the part behind the scenes that people don't see. And mm-hmm. this is what we want to share with our audience so that they understand that this is real life shit that goes on on a daily with business owners everywhere. You know, you f- go through 
the pain in the ass and all the time to put together the business plan. You get the loan from the bank. You finally get the SBA. You finally secure it. You go start with the location, and you hire a contractor to build it out for you. And he takes you for everything. Yeah, he had us moving from Monday to Thursday, Thursday to Monday. So I can go back to all my text messages and emails, and everything was like, oh, it's Monday. You expect things to get off the road, right? You're like, okay, we're going to start doing something today. Oh, well, uh, this guy won't be in till Thursday. And then Thursday comes. Well, then it's the weekend. And then there's a holiday. And so all these things just kept happening and happening. And yeah. So he just, did you give him all the money up front? We paid him an installment. Well, we didn't. Uh, our, we had to have a contractor with the building manager. So we really couldn't even be in control of the money. We had to pay the building manager. She pays the contractor. So she paid, she paid him, um, and in hindsight as well, we would have liked more control of that, but that's just how things are sure. done with leases and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So. so how'd that make you feel once um, all your money was gone? Mad. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was livid. But, it, you know, it put that grind in you, and I uh, wasn't about to give up. Like, we just kept going at it, found us a new contractor. I mean, I can't imagine having all that just ripped from you that quick. And you want to go after them. You want to blast them all over, you know, social media. You want to tell everybody, but you can't. You can't do anything but officially sue them, and that's hard too. So you, the best solution is just not even get in that situation. Yeah, it costs money to go after them and sue them as mm -hmm. well. You'll spend more in legal fees than it is to get your money back. Exactly. So you get past that. We get past that. We have a well, new con contractor. Congratulations on that. <laughs> I mean, that alone is a... Oh, no, it's not done. It's still doom and gloom, <laughs> man. It is still doom and gloom. All right. Uh, well, let, let, let's... Uh, so the next contractor was uh, friends of ours, uh, kind of, like through another acquaintance, but this one was good. The other part of having a business business is getting people to realize it's commercial and not um, like residential. residential. So we did not realize that all the people coming to help us were all like com like residential stuff. So that bit us in the butt next. And so then we're changing like electrical and changing stuff to make sure it's commercial because the new contractors we found, which were trustworthy, weren't necessarily doing everything commercial. So the, the new guys that you found through a friend, a referral, yeah. they were residential contractors. Pretty much. They were and they were good and they knew their shit, but the problem is they were always in the residential market. Therefore, they're probably not up to code mm -hmm. and realize all of the different um, stuff that you need when it comes to commercial build out versus residential build out. And what goes into it on their end, like mentally and just what they have to do, paperwork, filing with uh, the counties, everything else. All the permitting and yeah. everything else. Yes. So the doom and gloom on that one is the person in charge, she died. Wow. She ended up with a brain tumor and she took her own life. So we, at that point, we were like, I don't even know what to do anymore. We're out of money, completely out of money. We don't have, we, you can't really get another SBA loan when you get yeah. one, right? Not to mention you probably had to start making payments on it. Oh yeah, yeah. We were, well luckily the bank was really nice about that. They did give us some rollover time because of this situation. What bank were you working with? Uh, Wallace is our bank one. Wallace? Yeah. Wallace, shout out to Wallace yes. for helping those women to get to where she is. Yeah. Definitely. That's really cool. Yeah, they so were they, bank one. They worked with you. Mm -hmm. So um, my husband and I, we just, we kind of crawled under a rock. We did a lot of videos with the crying baby face. Um, another problem was we had sold 
Groupons, like pre-sales. So we had people that were expecting us to open within a couple months. Everything's on hold. Everything's with the attorneys. You can't speak. You can't do anything. We're like, we can't even talk about what went down. And nor do you want to. You know, like that's just not even something you want to speak about. Yeah, you don't want to put your business out there. Exactly. When you're a brand new business, you haven't even opened yet. You don't want to be exposed. Mm -hmm. But we kept the lines of communication open. I did Facebook. I My Facebook page was just flooded with what was happening as far as I did say that we lost our second contractor. We issued out returns for all the Groupons. We took that. Like Groupon does, Groupon did not help us at all. Groupon does not talk to your customers. Groupon does not care if you're a business, what they reflect on them. It's only on Groupon. Groupon is, uh, I've, I've never heard, heard a great story with Groupon. Yeah, they're for them. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So that taught me another lesson yeah. for me. So I issued out all the ref refunds I could, but majority of people actually were like, no, I don't want a refund. I'm going to wait till you get open. That's I really want to cool. float. Uh, people were calling me. I put my cell phone, my personal cell phone number out there. If I was like, if you know someone who's, who's upset with us, wondering why we're not open or wondering they spent money with us, what's going on, tell them to call me. Uh, my phone, what type of reaction did you get from that? I got a great reaction. I didn't get my phone didn't blow up like constant. People don't make phone calls. I think people just want you to be real and honest. And as long as you keep that level of the open lines of communication, you keep the transparency, uh, you know, we're all human. I got offered help. I think that's amazing. I mean, I had contractors calling me, hey, I'm a cabinet person. Can I help you with your cabinets? Um, people, uh, one person in particular, Jonathan Barbado, he was like always checking up on me, making sure everything was okay, offering whatever he could. I'll come help you clean it. I'll come help you paint walls, whatever you need. Let's get you open. What does Jonathan do? I have no idea. He's just one of my good clients. He's had my back since day one. Jonathan Barbado? Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever you do, brother, here's a shout out. <laughs> we'll put a link for him, too. No, yeah, he's just... No, it's just amazing. A, it's just a supportive community. It's, That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And this is all in Woodlands, Northside? The Woodlands, yeah. Okay. So you move on. So, oh, so we got to move on because family. I, as I said before, my um, husband's from Australia. So his sister and mom, they sent us some money, which uh, is unheard of the amount of money that they sent over and expected to get it back. Uh, so they sent over $100,000 to us. We, uh, we found a new contractor. He was great. He made it happen. Then you're at a point where you're just trying to explain to contractors that this is not a cubicle, that we're like soundproofing things. Um, it's, it's a different format than what yes. they were used to. Yeah. Uh, waterproofing, soundproofing, things like that. So that's the new obstacles in the game. Uh, AC work, you know, you had to do, diff you would not even believe what all goes into HVAC when you're building out a place. Yeah, yeah most people wouldn't. <laughs> I, I completely agree. And then doing the float spots, because I know you need those rooms soundproof. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're putting in tanks where there's going to be, what, thousands of gallons of water in them. So they need to make sure those don't leak or it'll ruin your whole entire location. Yeah. So you get a investment or a um, parents to help contribute, which I think most people can relate to. When you start a business, your parents are typically the first ones you go to if and when you need help. Yeah. Um, so I think that we can all relate to that. They give you the investment. So you move forward with your third contractor. Now finally a good one, but there's still a learning curve. So and can I tell you the best part? Tell me the best part. We got to pay them back. 
because we got another SBA loan. Really? Which is unheard of. So how did that I materialize? Met, I met, you know what they say, it's all about who you know. Uh, I'm a networking fool, and what if I had a friend send me to an, uh, his friend that he banks with, and uh, we got our banks with Texas, we got our next loan with Texas Citizens Bank. Wow. So, yeah, so we have two loans. <laughs> Texas Citizens Bank. Yeah, out in uh, Clear Lake. Well, there, that's where y'all can go apply if you need an SBA. <laughs> yeah, no, they're fantastic. So how much was that second loan for? Uh, the second loan was 250 Damn. Yeah. And that's we nice. We needed to pay family off, and we needed a little extra. To Absolutely. And did open. you get to uh, utilize the same business plan? Uh, pretty much. We just revised it, and it beefed it up a little bit with what had been going on. And luckily, since we had sold the Groupons and had had pre-sales, that actually helped us okay. getting the, the next loan. Showed a little bit of you know interest, return on investment, exactly. some income, some financials mm -hmm. uh, to show that. So, yeah, I can see that all day long so we're our third contractor in we got our loan we paid back mom mm -hmm. mom's happy family's happy overseas yes and you get the location open we get it open okay so with this location um let's talk about the lease did um you know when you get into a lease you can get tenant improvement were you familiar with what TI was at that time, or did you get to take advantage of that at all? Uh, we did. We got a little bit. Of, we actually have two tenant improvements. The first, because we got, you know, with the situations that all went down, um, we had to do a couple contracts. The first contract, I forget how much we had for tenant improvement, but obviously that was stolen. And then the second one, we got some more tenant. I want to say it was 60000 But it was, okay. this was a total gutted space. Yeah ground mm -hmm. empty mm -hmm. yeah so typically landlords will give you that ti money to help out and then how much rent abatement did you get i don't remember okay but did you get some do they give you a couple months free rent Whether yeah but it's not we haven't been given it yet you get it back in like a year of you know healthy payments and that okay kind of thing. There, there's a lot of different ways to get it some people give it to you up front where the first six months you don't have to you pay the first month deposit then you get a couple months free and then uh you start paying or others say, okay, first I want you to be in here for a year, and then we'll give you two months free. That's what we did. Okay, cool. So several different ways to, to, for that to work. Uh, but those are two very important things that you always want to ask for and negotiate is tenant improvement, which is also a TI allowance, and then rent abatement, uh, basically meaning free rent. So always make sure when you're getting into a commercial space, you ask for those. Um, so we get into our location. We get it, but where's the location at? I know it's in the Woodlands. Is there a specific area or neighborhood? It's actually right by the Woodlands Mall. It's on Timberlock Place off of Grogan's Mill. Okay, cool. And we'll have Great links location. to that as well. Mm -hmm. So third contractor, we get the place open. Are we finally open? We are finally open, December 8th, 2017. Okay. So it was our opening day. And how was it? It was great. Um, it, we well, actually, we were supposed to open a week before that, and then the sh there's always something that goes wrong of with course. opening. And I learned that in the bar and restaurant business, so I expected it to be like plumbing. And sure enough, the day before we're supposed to open, I walk in and there's showers. the The floor is going out into the hall, the water, because they did like the concrete. They didn't slope it. So, um, so that's when I got on Facebook with an, my first video and I just got real with everybody. I was like, I know we're supposed to open today. We've had all these like things happening. Uh, please just stick with us a little bit longer. And I got amazing feedback from everybody. Our opening day, which was after they came out and fixed that, it was actually a week from that. Um, 
we had tons of people just stopping in to say hi, give us hugs, tell us what a great job, and even just to look at the place. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And how long ago was that? That was on December 8th. December 8th. Yeah. Okay. So we're, what, eight, nine months into Almost it now? a year, yeah. Wow. And so how's it been since? It's been awesome. What was that first month like? Uh, the first month since opening in December was really pretty simple I mean because everybody was all about gift cards so mm -hmm. people were yeah. just coming in like I mean if every month could be like that I month. guess I guess that's a good time to get in the business and launch. <laughs> you know some businesses you'd think that everybody's out for the holidays and you're it's a horrible time to open mm -hmm. uh, but what you just said people shopping want to get gift cards it sounds like a perfect opportunity to open no oh, we had a fantastic first month yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's amazing I'm sure that gave you a little bit of boost to get to the next level mm -hmm. and so we started building business there Start building business. Um, I, you know, my whole history has been in customer service, and I really think that that's played a huge role in what we're doing. I feel like customer service is a dying art. Absolutely. Um, and so we're big on that. We pour your water. We make your tea. When you come in, my goal is to you not to have to think. So when you walk in the door, your hardest question is, do you like high intensity on your massage chair or low intensity? Well, I really like to keep in. So that has just brought people back and back. Well, and that's, you know, we talked about the business and getting those doors open and what a struggle it was and, you know, the hardships along that way. Let's dive into, tell us a little bit about Float and the experience and what it does for people. We learned what it did for you. But what's it like? What is floating? What does it do for people? And what is the experience like at your float spa? So floating itself is the main thing it helps with is stress and anxiety. And if you can, if you can get uh, your stress and anxiety under control, you sleep better. And sure. when you sleep better, you have better quality of life. You like things better. But it also enhances colors, um, nature. You get a childlike feel about things in life. You're just, you're less stressed. And when you knock that out, everything's better. But it also, it's a whole defragmenting of the mind. So we are just bombarded with information all the time. And by floating, you're able to kind of get through the stuff that doesn't matter and pull up what does. And you're more focused. You have more creativity, better concentration uh, for everything else you do in life. Yeah. So the everyday hustle and bustle has sensory overload. Mm -hmm. And that's why the tanks are also called sensory deprivation. deprivation yeah. tanks. Sounds scary, but it's not. Okay. Well, we actually have training wheels in ours. Um, I call them training wheels. We have music and light, which are optional. Uh, for people, you'd be surprised that so many people can't handle no music and no light just yet. Uh, I'm claustrophobic. I wouldn't. There's no way I'd get through that. <laughs> you'd be surprised. You can open that door. Yeah, I'll have to leave the door open <laughs> for the first time or two. So floating, mm -hmm. it, it is exactly what it says it is. You get into water that is filled with how much salt? Us, ours has 1,600 pounds of Epsom salt. So 1,600 pounds of Epsom salt, and that's what actually makes you float buoyant yeah yeah you're buoyant ours are also eight foot high and seven foot wide so you can starfish in there so just spread all the way out mm -hmm. and so when you come into floating into the float center you come in and basically it's a spa where you go into one of these chambers and take it all off and you just get in there and you float yep how long Thank do you me. float for uh we have 60 90 and two hours uh, the two hours are special. You have to call and kind of discuss that one. But um, the 60 and 90 are what we mostly do. I always push the 90 because um, you're just kind of in the float by 60 minutes. And then that extra 30 tops is like the, the sprinkles on top. Yeah. Yeah. 
So people come in, they float for an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. The the more advanced ones will take a two hour. Yeah. <clears throat> what I didn't expect was all the pain um, clientele we have. Um, fibromyalgia, lupus. We have a man who's can't sleep on his back. So he sits in a chair all night and sleeps. So he comes in just two times a month just to enjoy laying on his back and not being in pain. It's amazing the amount of people that walk around every day in constant pain. And this gives them relief for a good four or five days after their float. What's one of the coolest stories you've heard from floating? Well, I've heard a lot of cool stories from auras to pain relief. To kid, oh, I had a young kid. This one was also unexpected. He's a little baseball prodigy, and he has something wrong with his feet. So he came in with a boot and walked out without the boot. So wow, yeah, really. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's I mean, there's great. a lot of so many things it, like council time. We've had people come out of the closet. We've had girls break up boyfriends. <laughs> Somebody got done floating and called her boyfriend and broke up with them. Well, yeah, because she got clarity. (laughs) Realized that (laughs) you're ruining lives here or making them better. (laughs) I think that's the best story I've heard about floating for sure. (laughs) That's hilarious. So let's jump over. Let's jump back to business a little bit. So. Um, the spa experience sounds great, and anybody that's interested in floating, of course, the information will be below. Be sure to go check out Melody at Blissful Waters Float Spa, mm-hmm. spa uh, Float, Float Center. Center. Yeah, sorry, but it is a spa. Yes, We're, cool. Yeah. So, can I tell you a little bit like the rundown of you what happens? Please so when do. When you come in, we put you in an awesome luxury robe. We don't put you in it; you put yourself in there, and then you come out, and we have these massage chairs that everyone has decided they want to replace their uh treadmills for and just go and get the massage chairs the massage chairs are amazing and then the room is i call it the nothing room we just have a little water feature uh we have some essential oils going it just helps calm the mind and prepare you for your float i really believe in preparation for a float not just walking straight in there sure and then you go do your float and then afterwards we have a post float lounge room where we urge everyone to sit back because the tank deprograms you to let everything get back in where it needs to be and uh, help your thoughts get back in there. And um, so in the post-flip lounge room, we have kombucha, we have Bayou City bucha, we have uh, grass on the go, wheatgrass, um, alkaline water, fresh herbal teas by Heritage Haven. And so we try to support our community by having their healthy products there, which helps you on your way out. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole experience. You don't just come in and dive in a tank of salt water from the time you get there. You're pampered to the time you leave. Even CBD through an oxygen bar. Wow, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. That's always cool. Yeah. And uh, I see, uh, I've heard a lot. Sacred Leaf is one of my clients. Oh, I love Sacred her. Leaf CBD. Megan's my friend. And they've got a lot of cool stuff going on. Real cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear about that. So marketing, let's jump back over to okay. business. Yep. Uh, we're going to send some people to your location to go check you out and float. What are you doing right now, marketing-wise, to get people in the doors? What are you seeing works? You know, for other people that want to get into the float business or similar businesses, a salon, a spa, or what have you, what have you seen work and what have you seen not work as far as investing? Obviously, you mentioned um, uh, Groupon earlier. Was it a horrible experience for you? Yes. So we won't talk about them anymore, but what have you seen work for you or not work? Uh, networking. I mean, networking's become another job. It's I network all day, all night, and uh, networking, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, those have been the best for us. Okay. 
and networking is that hand-to-hand combat combat you're going out there guerrilla marketing going to places yep a little bit of both uh guerrilla marketing going in introducing myself letting giving them packets of pretty much what's on the website but just putting it in their hand i just print it off the website print with a folder and hand it to them tell them what we have to offer it's new and different so people are you know they do want to know about it and then also going to events, BNI's, um, different networking group, women's networking groups in my community. And BNI is a marketing networking event, BNI chapters, and they're all over Houston. Yeah, and in Womatech, I have a, a bunch of them. Just participate in everything and do uh, bags. You'll be surprised at all the different events they want, like swag bags for people. I say yes to every one of those. What do you put in those swag bags? Uh, salt. So Salts. I'm not, I hate waste. Uh-huh. I'm not into stress balls and things that I know I'm going to throw in my trash. Sure. So I, uh, my husband is the uh, bath soak maker, and he does an amazing job. So we do, yeah, we do uh, with our Epsom salts and essential oils, and we put those in the swag bags. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That way uh, you don't have to worry about any. They're not wasting that. There you go. No waste there. <laughs> That's right. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming out today. It's great getting to see you again. We're, we're old friends from many moons ago, yeah. 15, 20 years ago. Great to hear about your business and where it's growing to. What is next for the company? Uh, well, we're going to expand. So we originally wanted to have four float rooms. We were able to open with two after everything that went down. And so in December, we're hoping, we're planning on adding our third float room and then we're debating a hyperbaric chamber for the fourth room. Wow. What's a hyperbaric chamber? That just sounds interesting. It's an oxygen chamber. So it helps get oxygen straight to your cells, which helps with all these autoimmune diseases. If you so, have oxygen, you can't get sick. Yeah. So, Very interesting. No, oxygen and water are too high commodities these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're uh, getting harder and harder to get cleanly. Right. All right, cool. Well... What we're going to do before we get out of here, I've been saying for the last month, we're going to start playing this game called Icebreakers, um, but I have yet to pick it up. Oh my God, and they picked this, me. Yeah, I picked you to start, <laughs> and it's just going to be some fun get-to-know-you type stuff. Okay. Um, I am actually going to, let's see here, this one's experience life, all right, easy, this way you don't have to think too much, it's called Would You Rather. Oh boy. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Would you rather have a cook or a maid? Maid. Why? Because I like cooking. <laughs> <laughs> you want somebody else to clean up after you? Heck yeah. All right, cool. And we got another one we're going to ask. This is a random question. Have you been told you look like somebody famous? And who was it? Uh, yes. Uh, as a kid, Tanya Tucker. Tanya Tucker? Mm-hmm. I can't think of the modern one, but That's yeah. country music, right? Oh, yeah. Do you like country My, music? No, well, yeah, I like, I like all music, but yes. All right, and last one. If you could create one holiday, what holiday would you create? Melody Day. <laughs> and I can't probably say what we would do on Melody Day, but people that know me know what we would do on Melody Day. There it is, folks. <laughs> Melody Day. Well, Melody... <laughs> blissful waters float center uh here with us today greatly appreciate you coming out woman entrepreneurs houston entrepreneurs uh you're over in the woodlands thank you for sharing your story with us appreciate all y'all tuning in um if you got any value from this please leave a comment share leave a review and uh thank you so much for coming on thank you thanks guys for tuning in and we will see you on the next one take care